Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I just want to talk a little bit tonight about fear. You know, in uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's first inaugural address was in, I believe, in 1932. And he uttered those uh, very well-known words at the end of his speech, or during that speech, he said, because the country was in the midst of a, of a, of a great depression, and uh, a lot was wrong. And he said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And it's true. Fear is a spirit. The devil wants to put fear on people. One of the greatest tactics of the enemy is the spirit of fear. And not just on Christians, on just every, on everybody he can. To cripple, to cripple them, to hinder them in, in any way possible. And there's all kinds of fears. I mean, there's fear of flying and fear of spiders. And I, even read, I even read one time there was, I don't know what the word is, it's, but it's some kind of a phobia, and it's fear of belly buttons. I don't know whether you're afraid you got one or afraid to look at one or touch one. I think it might be afraid to touch one or something. It's crazy. But the, de- the devil is, he's nuts. But he'll get, he'll get you to be in fear about anything that he can, anything. I mean, there's, we have a neighbor who's, who tr- used to travel quite a bit in his work. And he'd, he wanted to take his wife with him, especially in the wintertime when he'd go to Florida or Texas or something like that. He'd be gone for uh, w- a few weeks. And... Uh, and he wanted to take his wife with him, but she won't fly. So she stayed home in the wintertime, you know. But it's crazy. The devil just wants to hinder us all he can. But we are not supposed to live by under the control of a spirit of fear at any level in our lives. You know, that's what God said. Behold, I've redeemed you. And here's the thing you have to understand. God doesn't ever say he's going to keep us from the water, from the rivers, from the fire. He said, when you go through it, even I'll be, the thing you have to remember is just, I'm with you. I'm, the, we have to all go through things in life, but they're not supposed to make us fearful. They're supposed to cause us to look at our God and find our Redeemer and go through it in victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. God is with us, you know. And what did what did David say in in the twenty third Psalm? He said, He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God's not going to keep me out of the valley, but I'm going to go through it. But, but I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. I said, I know it. Here's the thing: God is with me through all the trials of life, through all the things that come against us. You know, He's He's with us to to redeem us. He's with us to keep us to to get us through it. Hallelujah! In Jesus' name. In, in Luke chapter 21, you don't have to go there. In ver- it says, in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear of what's coming on the earth. You know, I've seen a little bit of this in this virus thing that we've gone through for the last several months. When, it first, when, it first, when we first started having to wear masks and keep six-foot separation, I was, in, I was in Price Chopper. I was in the grocery store. I'll give an ad for Price Chopper there. 
uh, I was in the grocery store, and I really believe I was six feet from this one woman, but she was real nervous, I guess, and she's got the mask on. And I got just, I got within six feet, I guess, and she just, she said, six feet, six feet, and she's shooing me away like this. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I almost had to laugh. It's like, you're so, you're so afraid that someone's going to get within six feet of you and give you this, and you, you don't have it, you probably never will. But, uh, but people are uh, ruled by fear, and God doesn't want us ruled by fear. In 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, we have an enemy. The devil is our enemy who goes about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. The purpose of his, and I'm not, you know, it says he, he has a roar. It's not a literal roar. You don't hear a lion roaring. But it's a voice that comes into your head that talks to you about certain situations, about your life, about certain things. And he, the devil's, in a sense, he's roaring in that sense. And, and the purpose of his roar is to paralyze us with fear, you know, so that we can't hardly function. Get us so fearful that we can't think straight and that we begin to make bad decisions based on fear. When we start making decisions because of things that we fear, I'm telling you, it's going to be a bad decision. It's not going to work out very good. And he's seeking those whom he may devour. Well, there's some that he can and some that he can't. And when life roars at us and we respond in fear, then we're, we're forgetting who we are and we're forgetting whose we are. What did the Apostle Paul say? He said, I, in Second in Timothy, he said, oh, I just I had it and I lost it. I am persuaded that he is able to keep those things that I've committed to him until that day. You know, whatever it is I've committed to God, he's going he's gonna to get me through. Hallelujah. But when we focus on the circumstances of life rather than on God, we put ourselves in a position to be devoured by the enemy for that fear to take us over. And here's, you have to remember, you can't stop the enemy from working. We, we live on this planet. Jesus said it three times in God's gospel. He said, the devil is the God of this world. So there's, we're going to encounter roarings. We're going to encounter tribulations. We're going to encounter problems. How we handle them is another matter. We can't keep them from coming, but we can refuse to become fearful in the midst of them. We can stay in faith and keep God working for us instead of becoming fearful and allowing the devil to work against us. You know, this all sounds real easy, but boy, when, you're, when you've got fear in your life, and we've, we've, we've talked to people that are born again, spirit-filled, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing, I'm saying it's, 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 it's a weakness in their life. They, they, they get crippled by panic attacks. They're all fearful about different things, about their life. And it's like, come on, you, you gotta, God doesn't want you to live this way. I'm not mad at you. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying, come on, God wants you to come up to a higher place where you're living in peace and victory in Jesus' name over the circumstances of life. Hallelujah. The enemy loves for us to be afraid because the devil moves in fear, just like God moves in faith. Here's something the Lord showed me a long time ago. He gave me this definition. He said, what is faith? Well, basically, faith is believing 
that something I don't see yet is going to happen, right? I mean, faith is the evidence of things not seen. So faith is believing that something I don't see yet is going to happen. What's fear? Fear is believing that something I don't see yet is going to happen. It's, it's like negative faith. It's faith in the negative realm. It's basically the same. Faith and fear are the same thing, but they're opposites. But it's believing that something, and that's what, when you're afraid, you believe that something's going to happen. You don't see it yet, but you just, you know, oh, I'm going to die of cancer. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to have enough to, to meet my bills. Oh, I'm not, you know, you're afraid of the future. And, that, and, then, and then we begin to talk it, we begin to say it, and then when it happens, we say, we say see that? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. God said, whatever you believe in your heart and say with your mouth is going to come to pass. So when we, when we get fearful and we believe that negative things are going to happen and we start saying it, we release the devil to do it in our lives, and then eventually, somewhere under my, he brings it to pass, and, and we act like, you know, God didn't care. God does care. He gave us the enemy. He gave us, he gave us the way out. We need to take it. Hallelujah. We need to take authority over the, the authority that God given us and come against the spirit of fear. The Bible says fear is a spirit. God has not given us the spirit of fear. He, Paul wrote to Timothy, fear is a spirit. And so we have to combat it in the spirit. You can't combat it in the natural. You can't shoot him. You can't poison him, trap him, and keep him out. He, he's going to get in. But you're going to come against him in Jesus' name using the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal but mighty through God, full of pulling down of strongholds. We have to come against it and just say, Fear, I bind you in Jesus' name. God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. I bind you. I'm not, I will not submit to you. I will not allow you to control my thoughts. I give my thoughts to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you do that not once or twice. You do it till the thing leaves. You just keep hammering him. You, you just, it's like he's under your feet and you're just banging. You're banging. You're, no in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. And you just keep hammering that goof until he leaves. Now, there are some things that you might say are healthy fears, like fear of fire or something, but, but I'm talking about negative things. Things that, things that just want to hinder your life. They want to paralyze you. And I don't care if it's the smallest thing. God doesn't want us controlled by fear in any aspect of our life. When the Bible talks about us as believers, I just want to kind of segue into this different... Because there's a scripture in here that, that, that I just... Well, I'll get to it. When God talks to us, he, he refers to us as sheep. And I was thinking, sheep, sheep are basically defenseless. It's, I mean, they don't have teeth. They don't have claws. They can't run. I mean, they can't fight. You know, they're, 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 def they're these defenseless animals. And God, and Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. I thought, how can sheep go out in the midst of wolves and not be fearful? Not feel terrorized? I don't know. No, I do. I'm just, just kidding.
We can walk amongst wolves because we have the one because of the 23rd Psalm. I want to go to the 23rd Psalm for a few minutes. I just want to talk about it. You know what? It's, it's probably the best, it's, it's by, th- by far the best known Psalm of all of them. But we, I think sometimes we quote it so many times that it becomes um, just routine, like the Lord's Prayer. You know, all Father who art in heaven and hell, and your mind is, is anywhere really except in the prayer. You're just quoting it because you know it so well. But it's a powerful prayer. But God wants us. I want to look at Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, for a few minutes and see how the Good Shepherd can keep us from being fearful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ready? Did you find it? David, the 23rd Psalm starts off. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. Praise God. So, what does that have to do with fear? Hang in there. The reason why that statement is so meaningful to David is because David was a shepherd. See, you have to understand, God, oftentimes, God uh, reveals himself to us or shows us things about him uh, that will relate to us, that we, can, that we can identify with. David was a shepherd. So when, when God said, I'm a shepherd to you, it's like that rang true with David. He, he understood what it meant to be a shepherd. He understood how a shepherd felt about the sheep. He understood the bond that the shepherd builds, the, 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 the bond that forms between the shepherd and the sheep, the love and the affection that the shepherd has for the sheep, the protection that the shepherd gives the sheep. He, I mean, he, he, was, he understood all that. You remember, you remember when he was getting ready to fight Goliath and he went and saw King Saul? And he said to Saul, when the lion and the bear, I killed the lion and the bear. What? When they were trying to steal my sheep. As David says, you don't understand. I put my life on the line. See, Jesus said this in, I think it's John chapter either 10 or 15. I forget which. He said, when the wolf comes, the hireling runs. If you're a hireling, you run. But if the good shepherd, what? The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. David laid down his life. He took his life in his hands by attacking a lion and attacking a bear to save the sheep. And that's, why God, and that's the way God is. And he understood that. So when he said, the Lord is my shepherd, he, he, the Lord is just not a shepherd. He's my, he's my personal shepherd. God is the one who loves me. God is the one who, who watches over me. God is the one who protects me. God is the one who cares for me. He is my shepherd. The same way that I care for my sheep, God cares for me. He won't let, even if the enemy comes and attacks me, he's going to put his life on the line for me to, to, to be free from that. Hallelujah. I tell you, that rings, you know, God, God shows you about God, like with me, years ago, God showed me that living by faith is like flying on instruments. Now, I, you have to understand, if you've never done it, but it, it rang true with me. I understood exactly what God was saying. So when you're, when, let me just share for a minute. When you're flying in the clouds, it, it's, you can't see it. You don't have no visible horizon. You, you have no visible references. You, you don't know whether you're in a turn. You don't know whether you're descending or ascending. It's like you, you, you're just kind of sitting there, kind of, and you have to trust your instruments. You have to trust your heading indicator and your altitude indicator, your altimeter. All your, you just got to fly. You got to let them tell you. And it's amazing. But here's the thing that God showed me about faith. He said, you, when you're flying by instruments, he says, 
you, you, when you get near the airport, you have to go down. So you go to a lower altitude and a lower altitude, and you finally get on the, on the there's a, 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 a navigation aid called an instrument landing system. It's an ILS, and it has an electronic glide path that you get on. And you, you're using your instruments, and you're coming down, and you're 2,000 feet, and you're, you can't see anything. You're still in the clouds. And you're at 1,500 feet, and you know, you, you know you're descending. You're getting close to the ground. You still can't see anything. You're in the clouds. You're at 1,000 feet. It's like, God, I'm at 1,000 feet. I can't see anything. I'm in the clouds. And depending on where the ceiling is, you know, like 500, you're at 500 feet, and all of a sudden, poof, you break out, and what's in front of you? Just like this middle right here. What's in front of you? The runway, just like it's supposed to be. It's like, woo it works. Praise the Lord. But, you know, that's what faith is. If you'll just trust your interests, just trust God, trust the Spirit, and just, you know, when he tells you to, and they tell you to turn, you turn. When he tell you to go down, you go down. When he tell you to do, and you just follow what God says, and all of a sudden, boom, there's the answer right in front of you. And I could see that. Just, I mean, I, it's like, yeah, that's the way it works. So God does that. He relates to us in ways that we can understand it. And get it, hallelujah. So you say to David, I'm your shepherd, David. I am. I'll take care of you. I'll watch over you. David said, because I know that he's my shepherd, then I know something I, I know I won't want. No, I, will, I will not want. There's nothing. I won't need anything. God's going to watch. Because the shepherd takes care of his sheep. He, he leads me. He, he makes me lay down in, in green pastures. God will bring me to a place uh, of provision. And having lay down, and beside still waters. See, I don't have to be afraid of of how I'm going to live. What did Jesus say? If God so clothes, He talks about clothing the the sparrows. He says, if God so clothes the birds of the air, how much more will He clothe you, O man of little faith? He said, God cares about you so much, he's going to give you. You don't have to worry about whether you're going to be able to pay your rent or have food on the table. God will, if you're working after God, he'll make it work for you. He will. He'll cause you to lay down in green pastures and to, and to come beside still waters. And you'll eat in peace. You don't have to, you don't have to be like, I remember watching this, um, was a, a, a little video about a, about a, it was a cheetah. And cheetahs go after these gazelles. These gazelles are these uh, these small antelopes, but they're really quick. They can fly. They can really go. But when they eat, you know, they eat real nervous. You know, they put their head down, and, and they take a couple of bites, and they pop up like this. They look around, you know, and then they, then they go down and take another bite. They pop up and look around. I mean, they're just, they're, just, they're not at peace. They're always afraid someone's going to come and get them. But that's not what God, God says. God says to David, I'm your shepherd. You shall know what. You're my shepherd, God. I'll, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to be in green, lay down in green pad. I'm going to beside still waters. I'm going to be at peace. I don't have to be afraid. God's going to take care of me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have to let him lead. He's going to lead me beside still waters. You have to let God lead you. You have to let him... and. The journey might be a little bit rough. Might have some trouble along the way, but God will get you to that place of peace and abundance for your life. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives you, but give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. God doesn't want us to live 
troubled and afraid. Jesus wants us to have his peace that he's given us. And you can have it if you just trust him and live for him. And you watch what God does in your life. It's amazing. These things I've spoken unto you, Jesus said in John chapter 16, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, he said. But be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. Hallelujah. He has come that we might have life, and that more abundantly. And, and, he, and he'll give it to you if you just walk after him. Hallelujah. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. and He restores my soul. He restores me. Even, even, if I, even if I've let some fear creep in, even if I've gotten into times where, where there's been a little, bit, a little bit of unbelief in my life, where I've kind of let it go, or I've gotten spiritually lazy. He, you know, he just he comes and he, he brings me back. He, like, he brings that conviction in my life and says, trust me. Come on, come back to me. Even when, I'm not, even when I've been procrastinating and haven't been the, the person that God wants me to be, he restores my soul. He, he encourages me. He brings me back, hallelujah, and says, come on, come walk after me again. Let's, let's renew. Let's have sweet fellowship again in the spirit. When my prayer life slips, when, 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 I, when I lose a little bit and I get frustrated and I give somebody a piece of my mind, God forgives me and he brings me back. He restores my soul. He restores me into fellowship with him. Hallelujah. He, want, he doesn't just throw us aside. If you miss it, God he brings you back in Jesus' name. He, he loves you. He wants you back and he'll bring you back if, if you let him. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his, for his name. He'll, he, he deals with me with issues in my life. See, God, God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to bring you to green pastures and still waters. But I'm not just going to leave you there. I'm going to begin to work on your character as well. It's not just about me providing for you. It's you living for me. It's you giving yourself to me. It's allowing my spirit to change your life. And I'm going to lead you in the paths of righteousness. I'm going to bring holiness and sanctification to your life. I'm going to change you into my image. Hallelujah. So you can be a holy nation. God is coming back for a bride, the Bible says, without spot or wrinkle. And God is going to do that in your life and mine. He's going to, he's going to bring us into a place of righteousness and holiness. For his name's sake, the Bible says. For his name's sake. What does that mean? It means so people can look at your life and mine and all of us and say, look what the Lord has done. Praise God. And give him praise. There used to be drug addicts. There used to be what? Alcoholics, or, the, or their marriage was a mess, or their life was a mess. And look, look what God's done. They're like a whole new person. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody help me out. What has God done for you? Has God straightened out things in your life? Has God brought you out of, out of a mess and into his prosperity and into, into, his, into his grace? Well, I tell you, God's done, he's not done with me, but he's done a whole lot in me. I, I look back at my life and I think, God, I was a mess. I was a, really a mess. You wouldn't know it, I, I, but in my mind, I was a mess. And God has really changed me. He really has. Ask my wife. She knows who I am now, and she knows who I was. I'm telling you, God, for his name's sake, for him, for him to give glory. Look what the Lord has done. I'm thinking of this one person in our church who was an alcoholic for so many years, years and years and years. And God just kept bringing him back. And God just kept bringing him back. God, God just kept working with him, kept working with him for decades. I'm talking decades. God's not going to throw you away as long as long. 
as long as you have a heart for him, as long as you haven't totally rejected him. And this person, this person comes saying, I love Jesus, you know, but he'd, he'd fall away. I love Jesus, and he'd fall away. I love Jesus, and he'd fall away. God just kept taking him back and taking him back. And, take, and now, praise God, he's a, he's a little bit older in life, but he hasn't had a drink in 10 years. And people that know him say, look what the Lord is. Look what the Lord did in that guy's life. He led him in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God wants us, our lives to give him glory. Hallelujah. If we'll walk after him, God will do it. He'll deliver us from fear. He'll provide for us. You don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from. God will get it to you. You don't have to worry about how you're going to pay your bills. God will. I mean, we struggled. We, we struggled terribly, but we, but we made it. We kept our head above water. I mean, sometimes that water was almost up to our nose. We could hardly make it, but God kept us. And he'll keep you. He'll keep you. He really will. He loves you. Hallelujah. And then he says this. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? I'll fear no evil. Because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'll fear no evil. But not just because he hasn't given me a spirit of fear, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because my, my renewed mind tells me that, you know what? He's with me. God is with me. So we have to remember, he never leaves you or forsakes you. God is with you. What, are you. what are you fearing? Why should I fear if God's with me? I'll fear no evil because he's with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. I tell you, God is with me every place I go. He's with me when I get up. He's with me during the day. He's with me if I travel. He's with me every place. He never leaves me and forsakes me. He's always with me to comfort me, to guide me, to lead me and guide me into all the truth. I'm confident and secure knowing that no matter what storms in life I encounter, that he's, he's in the boat with me. Listen, this is what it says in Psalm 91. It says, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 on my right hand, but it will not come near me. Why? Because he's with me. Praise the Lord. No evil will befall me. No will any plague come near my dwelling. Why? Because he's with me. He'll give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways, that they may bear me up in their hands lest I strike my foot against a stone. He's with me to take care of me, to guard, to guard over me. Oh, that we would trust in the Lord. I look at myself. Am I trusting in the Lord with all my heart? leaning not to my own understanding, acknowledging him in all my ways. Am I trusting him? If I do, I won't, I won't be fearful. I'll know that he's with me. I'll know that he cares for me. I know that he'll never leave me or forsake me, that he's for me and not against me. And I don't have to be afraid. I'm his child, and he is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Is he your shepherd? You live for him. He'll do the same for you as he'll do for David or anybody else in, in the world because he loves you. Hallelujah. But now, thus saith the Lord that created you, O Jacob, and he that formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to live fearful. We don't have to live fearful lives. We don't have to be afraid. We can walk in faith, knowing that you love us, Lord that you are our shepherd, that you're watching over us, that you're going to care for us, that you're going to provide for us, that you're going to give us everything we need. We trust you, Lord. We live peacefully 
trusting God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just bless you. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for what you've done in my life, for what you've done in, in, my, in my, my marriage, in our marriage, that you've restored us, Lord, that you've given us, you've brought us to a place of perfect peace. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for delivering us from fear, giving us your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.